As you see with this, I do podcast all my classes, so I do record them all. So I let you let you know that first. I do record uh, all my lectures. They are put up on iTunes, which you're welcome to get. So if you miss a class or something and you want to hear exactly what I said, you have the chance of going down because right after class I'll go and put these and load these up. So you can actually get them this afternoon. Obviously none of you have missed this class, but if you really want to hear what I say all over again, it's up there, up there and available for you if you want to go back and review it. It doesn't help so much today because really all I'm doing today is going over the syllabus. That'll take me the 50 minutes to go through that. But for future classes, if you miss one and I'm talking about telescopes or I'm talking about Mars and you want to go back and you had to miss it for a doctor's appointment and you want to go back and hear it, you have that option. But I also like to let you know because it means if I'm moving around the class and you happen to be asking me a question while I'm standing next to you, it will pick up your voice too. It does not pick up very well if you're out there. So it's not, if you're just asking me a question from the back, it usually won't pick, pick up the, your voice very well. But I do want to give you that warning that if you're saying something, it is, you know, it's put out there for the, for the world essentially. So to give, to give you that, that fair, warning, uh, fair warning on it. But again, if you're in the back of the class or middle of the, and asking a question, it won't, it won't pick up your, your voice or certainly not clearly. So Astronomy 104, I'll start by giving you the syllabus here. Two, three. Looks like we've got almost everybody. Who am I, am I, am I missing? I'm missing two. That's not too bad. Supposed to have 23, almost a full class. There you go, sir. And three. One of you. One, two, three, four. So it should be Astronomy 104, CRN 23120. Hopefully, if I didn't typo anything on it, and there's three of those. I am Robert Wagner. I'm the instructor for the class. And I've given you my office information. Contact information is all available here at the top of the syllabus for you. Um, office phone number. I'm in the office usually Monday, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for sure this semester, and occasionally Tuesday or Thursday as I, ne as I need to be. I'm not teaching any classes on campus those two days, so I won't always necessarily be up here those days. Specific office hours are scheduled right after class, Monday and Wednesday from 10 to 11 and from 1 to 2, and Friday from 11 until noon. So for this class it's convenient, I have office hours exactly right after the, right after the class for you. Textbook or phone numbers, office phone number, you're welcome to use that if you like. I, it's easier if you use the cell phone and leave me a message. It's usually a little more convenient because that's always with me. And as I said, I'm not here some of the day, so if you leave me an office phone message, you know, after I leave the campus on Monday, I might not get it till Wednesday morning. So I don't, it's not, it's not a problem to use it. If you want to call like during office hours, I should be there unless something came up. But you can certainly get a hold of me at my cell phone at any time if you need to talk to me. Or email. Email works just as well. I teach online classes as well. So I don't turn everything off once I... Once I leave here for the day, I'm actually usually checking email, you know, up till 7 or 8 o'clock at night. So you can always get a hold of me, of me that way as well. Cell phone does say anytime. Yes, you're welcome to call me and leave me a message anytime. Don't expect an answer at 2 in the morning. You know, I'm, not, I'm not a midnight, midnight person. I'm usually long asleep by then. And my cell phone's sort of on a permanent vibrate, so that's all it'll ever do. So I'll never, I'll never hear it even if you tried calling me at 2 in the morning. You may leave me a message if you need to, and if you're going to be missing class and you want to do it that way, that, or email, you can. But just, I, just, I say any time, but just don't expect an answer necessarily at any time. Textbooks should be a Beginner's Guide to the Universe, 6th edition, 
You guys get away a little bit lucky and a little bit cheaper than my other class, my 103 class. They just switched editions on them, so they got the brand new one, and so it's only new books, and it's like 150 bucks. I think yours is about 100. It's not that much better, but it's it beats 150. And you do have it if there I have the used ones left. There are there are those. So. Now for workbook, and I should have looked at what they put up. I put both of them that we use on there. We'll be doing the labs in, in here. Involve one of these two computer programs. Did they give a specific one in the campuses? Or did they? Anyone have the workbook yet? Or you have the SkyX, SkyX, the Sky. We've got both of them. You've got it too? Okay. Which one, do you know which one you have? OK. So either one will work. There's two different programs. I just, you may get a slightly different lab. As, as long as your group is working on one, you can even switch back and forth between the two. It won't affect. The lab workbooks are actually pretty much the same. The programs are what are quite different. One is a much more updated, the SkyX is a much updated program as compared to the other one. But they're both installed on these and you'll be able to use either one. So whichever you have, it looks like we're going to have a, have a mix of the books. Okay. Course description is description straight from the course catalog. So, okay, come on. Any info, I'm not going to go through and read all of this. I'm just going to try to give you the highlights of the information. Learning outcomes are some of the things we're going to be covering in the class. We'll talk a little bit about the history of astronomy over the coming, uh, the next week, and week and two, week or two. We'll talk a little bit about that and how you know, astronomy developed over history. We'll talk about telescopes and tools that are used. And then we'll go on and talk about galaxies, stars, and the rest of the end the universe. So we'll go through, actually compared to the 103 class, I know I have a couple of repeat students who took 103 with me. We, in 103 we spend a lot of time going through the history and going through the details of the telescopes. We'll still go through a lot of that, but it'll be a lot more summarized in this class. And we spend a lot more time going through things like the HR diagram, which is a major, um, major tool that astronomers use to study stars, and talking about galaxies and, and the universe. Textbook editions. It is the sixth edition. The one I've shown you here is the one that we're using and that I'm basing the class on. If you happen to have, and I think we've been using this one for a few years now, so I think you made it. We're probably due for a switch to a seventh edition coming up here in, a, in the next year or so. So if you have an older version, though, it'll probably work. They don't usually change them all that much. But the only thing I ask is, you know, if you have questions, if you're using a different version, you know, come see me before class, after class. I'll be happy to help you or show you, you know, what we're covering or how it matches up between the versions. I just ask you to not interrupt class time if you're using a different version. Office hours. Um, again, I've given you those at the top of the syllabus. I prefer if you can't, best way to contact me, although I say you're welcome to use the phone if, that, if that's your preference, I do say email's the best. Just because if I tell you something on email and then I forget about it, you know, I don't do it purposely, but I might say, oh yeah, go ahead and turn it in later. If I tell you that on the phone and I forget, you know, if you have an email, you emailed me and you can, so you can show, you have sort of a proof there. And, you know, I wouldn't do it purposely, but, you know, sometimes it happens. Well, you know, I may, may tell you something today and I may completely forget about it two months from now. So it helps to have that in email. So I do recommend that just because you have that, you have that, you know, evidence that we both have it to cover, you know, whatever we, whatever I promised, anything I did promise to you. You do, are recommended or, required slash to use your Hawkmail account. 
for communications involving the class. That doesn't mean you can't send me a message from another account. I won't ignore it, but I can't reply back to it. There's certain restrictions as to what I can reply back to. Like if you're asking for your grade on something, I can't give grade information out to your Yahoo account. We're not supposed to do that. So you need to use your Hawkmail that if you want something specific on you know, communication, something about, about, about the class. The other problem with that is that Hack has some very interesting filters that block out lots of emails. So there are some that I just won't even get. There are some that I will not even get. So if you send me one from certain accounts, some it just sees as spam. No, they don't go to a spam or a junk folder like they do on your own email. But they'll get completely blocked. They'll get completely blocked out. I'll never even see them. Because I've had students who have e I emailed you that three times and I've never got it once. So it is very good to use to make sure you're using the Hawkmail Hawkmail account. So what I'm giving you here, starting off with the papers, hello. There you go. It's a syllabus and I'm handing this one out in a second, so you can go ahead and find a giving you your first assignment here. Extra credit assignment. 10 points extra credit, and it's actually for using your Hawkmail account essentially. It says what I'm asking you to do is, well, two things here. I'm asking you to subscribe to a podcast that I do. I do the one for the class. You're welcome to subscribe to that or to ignore it if you don't want to use it. You know, it's not, I don't, don't require you to use it, but you're welcome to subscribe to it or not. But I do ask you to subscribe to my photo of the day one. And that's the first link there. There's no charge for this. You do need iTunes. That's about the only thing you need. There is no charge for any of, for either the program or for the podcast. So you're not purchasing anything. On it. One, two, three. Oh, you don't want one. You don't want one. Okay. All right. But you can go on there onto iTunes. And what the extra credit assignment is to go on. And if you go into that link, it'll come up and give you an option to subscribe to the podcast. In which case, it'll download my daily photo of the day podcast to iTunes for you. Again, no charge for any of that. And you can listen to it there. You can ignore it. I, and then all I'm asking you to do is send me an email to rmwagner at hack.edu from your Hawkmail address. So you do, those to do that one that just says, I have subscribed. Now, I'm taking your word for it. I, can't, I have no way on iTunes, I can't check that you know you subscribed or you subscribed. I can check that people have subscribed, but I can't tell you know exactly any of it. So I'm taking your word for it. So if you tell me you subscribed then and send me the email from Hawkmail, I'll put 10 points on an extra credit assignment for your, for your grade. I do recommend doing it because there are, when we get to the quiz section, there are three to four of the quizzes for the semester that will be based on these podcasts. So I am, as I am recommending you do it. There is some grading involved with that podcast there. Now I've given you the links for the other ones. The Astronomy 104 is your class. There's Current 1, which is where I'll be putting just stuff for this class specifically. So I've already uploaded, for example, the syllabus is up there. There's a copy of the syllabus. And a, I think there's actually a video link of me. Did I do the video? Yeah, I did do a video link of me walking, through, walking you through the syllabus. So sort of what I'm doing in class today for the, for the syllabus that are up there. And then I'll put all of the lectures will be up there. So if you want to hear, if you want to subscribe to that as well, you can. Again, not required to. I recommend it just because you have that option of going back and listening to a lecture that you may have, may have missed. All right.
Enough about Hawkmail. Assignments. I've given you one there, extra credit assignment. There's 1,200 points in the course. Assignments are split up into a couple different varieties. There's exams. There are four exams over the class, 50 points each. So four exams, there's an exam about every three chapters. About every three chapters we cover, there'll be an exam, and a chapter is roughly a week. So your first exam will probably be sometime in the middle, uh, early middle part of September. And you'll have that time well in advance. You know, I, I won't surprise it on you, I won't be telling you the day before your exam is tomorrow, you'll know about it at least more than a week in advance. You'll know about it for sure. Um, exams are different formats. There's multiple choice, true false questions, usually fill in the blank. An essay is what I typically will use. And anything, you know, based on any material in those three chapters. Each of those four exams is focused on just the three chapters that it covers. So about an exam every three to four weeks, and then a final exam at the end of the course. The final exam is comprehensive, does cover the entire course. So it will cover everything going back to well, Wednesday, not going to get you through a lot of new material, astronomy material today, but it goes back, it'll go back through Wednesday. Well, we start on the material we start on then. Um, it is comprehensive. It concentrates on the last material. About a half of that exam will be material after the last exam that I gave you. And the other half of that will be material from your previous four exams. So try to make it very make your studying a little bit easier there. I don't ask you to go back and review lectures and notes and chapters from the first beginning of the course. All you have to look at to study for the final is the four exams that you've already taken. If you know the material on those, maybe not the exact questions, but if you know the material, you're good. And that'll cover half of the final. The other half will be the new material. That's where you actually have to concentrate your studying. So it focuses you and doesn't require you to go back and listen to all the old lectures or go back and read all the chapters again. The only material that you'll have to be studying is the new material after the fourth exam and those previous four exams. So keep them. If you do bad on one of them, don't just shred it or throw it away. Look up the answers, find the answers, come ask me for some of the answers if you can't find them all. And make sure that you, have, you know what they are so you know everything so you have those to study for the, for the final. Alright, labs and activities. You're stuck with me for only well, one hour, 50, about 50 minutes today and Monday and Wednesday. On Friday you're stuck with me for two hours. So we meet from 9 to 10 for lecture and then 10 to 11 for 10 to 10 50, you know, 9 to 9 50, 10 to 10 50 for lab. So we'll start labs this week. There will be again a number of different types of labs. There'll be some that are use the uh, computer program which is a planetarium program that we use on the computers here. There's some that will go through teaching you how to use that. There's others that will be pen and paper type labs that we use. So you'll see a variety of different things that we'll, that we'll do over the semester. So we do some with those. We do some with some different uh, physics equipment. We'll look at when we do and talk about the stars. We can look at, we can, do, we can simulate what we see with some of the stars here in the laboratory. So we can actually do some of that, some of that here. So labs will be each Friday. There may be times when I, now most of the time, there'll be rarely that I change it depending on how I have to switch things, switch things up. But for the most part it'll be be set there. All right. Attendance. And yeah, attendance is 
required to be taken in all classes. Whether all professors take it or not is another question, but I do take attendance every day. I give you points for being here. So what you will see starting Wednesday is that right as you walk in, there'll be an attendance sheet just for you to sign in as you, as you come in. That way, we, everybody has a permanent record. So you can say, you know, you were, I was there on the first day. I was there on the 20th. And I did, for some reason, missed you. Missed your name on it. And when I put the grades in the grade book, then I can give you the credit for it. If you forget to sign in and you come back to me in, you know, in what, August? So come back in the end of October, I'm not going to remember who was sitting here. So that's why it's a permanent record so that we both know and can tell who was here. So I'm going to pass this around just to sign in today. And I do say sign in, just, just make sure it's legible. So I'm not trying to, you know, whose process of elimination, whose name can't I figure out and who must that be. So make sure it's legible. If you sign like me and it's not legible, print your name. That's, perfe that's perfectly fine. Now, so three points for each day. There's 45 classes, class meetings, 46 if you count the final exam. And three points for each of those actually adds up to 138 points. So if you're here today and every other day through the final exam, your attendance grade will be 138 out of 120. So you got 18 points extra credit just for being here. So it's not a lot out of 1,200 points, but you know that's about a percent and a half in your final grade. That make, that can make a difference. You know if you just got a if you get, if you're just real close to the edge, that can be what pushes you over. So it's encouragement to actually to actually be here. It also means that if you're really sick and you've got to miss a day, it's not going to hurt you because you can miss six days. As long as you're not missing the final exam, that hurts you. But if you're missing six days during the semester, you can still get 120 out of 120. So you can still get a perfect score on attendance even if you've missed six days over the, over the semester. So the attendance sheet will be up there again right as you walk in every day. Just sign in that. And that'll keep track and then I'll update those grades so you know grades will show up on there probably this afternoon. I'll put in your first attendance grade and you'll have three points already for the already for the class. I do also penalize you if you're late. So once class starts, I do I don't I give you the first week to kind of get used to everything and getting in here so I don't penalize people for being late the first week. But starting next week, I actually draw a line on it once the class starts and if you're below the line, you get 2 points for being here instead of 3. So you get penalized 1 point out of it. So it's an encouragement to be here on time. So sometimes you're late. You know, I've had students in other classes who are regularly late, so it's try to discourage the people who are late, you know. Sometimes there's a major traffic, you know, 322 shut down or 83 shut down or 81, you know. When you're right around the river and you shut down one road, it makes it difficult. There aren't a lot of alternatives to do. So I try to look at that too. You know, if I know of some major thing, I'll try to take try to take that into account. But normally, if you're just late, you know, if you run late for one time, whatever, it's not going to hurt anything. You'll lose a point there, but you're still getting part of the credit for being here. All right. So attendance. That, that's that, that's 10% of your grade, and that should be very easy points. I mean, you don't have to do anything else, you just got to be here. Homework. First homework assignment. Yay, first day, first homework assignment. Oh no, we're all going to run and drop the class, right? No, come on. First homework assignment will not be due till the end of next week. I like to give them to you in advance. I know everybody's going to, if I tell you it's due next Friday, people will be doing it Thursday night, right? That's how it works. But I like to give it to you because there are those 
one or two usually in the class who want to work ahead or you know know they have an exam coming up the night I'm going to say it's due. So you actually have that chance to work ahead and do it if you, if you so choose. So I'll usually give them to you in advance. You'll normally get at least a week on them. In fact, I'll guarantee you'll get at least a week on them. I'll never give them to you with less than a week to do it. Usually closer to a week and a half to two weeks. One, two, three, four. You go, sir. Two and three. One, two and three. So, first homework covers chapter zero and one. Yes, your book does have a chapter zero. If you've looked at it already, first chapter is chapter zero, not chapter one. And that's what we'll be starting on on Wednesday. So the homework will cover that. So if you try to look at this homework right now, you won't, you won't, know, you won't, see, we won't see all the stuff. If you try to look at it this week, you're still not going to have seen all the material. It'll take me Wednesday. It'll probably be Monday or Wednesday of next week by the time we finish, finish both of those chapters. Probably by, probably by Wednesday we'll have finished them. Now you will note on here, if you look at these, there's a couple of calculation problems on here. For those who hate math, I know there are some calculations. If you like math, they're great, no big deal. If you hate the math, I do give you the um, knowledge that while you'll see them on homework assignments from time to time, not the whole homework assignment, but one or two questions possibly that involve some kind of calculation, you won't see them on the exams. So I won't give you any kind of calculation problem on the exam other than doubling a number, you know, squaring a number, you know, things, how things change, that kind of thing. You know, we'll use that if something doubles what happens to something else. I expect you to be able to do that, but I won't be asking you to put numbers and scientific notation into equations on an exam or quiz. You don't have to worry about, about those. So, but you will see them on the homework. Homework is graded primarily on effort, which means that I'm looking at that you attempted every problem. Attempt does mean a reasonable attempt that you made some kind of, if it's a math problem and you write down the numbers I gave you and said I have no clue, I'm probably not going to give you credit for trying it. But if you made some kind of reasonable attempt and you got completely the wrong answer, then that's no, that's no big deal. You'll still get at least 10 of the 15 points. I'll give you a point for at least making the attempt on it. So even if you did all 10 questions on the assignment, got all 10 wrong, I'll still, you'll still at least get 10 of the 15 points. So it is graded on effort. So it's, again, it's something not to really skip. You want, you want to do them. You'll see some of these questions will come back. Something very similar will come up, for example, perhaps on an exam or on the final. You may see some of these questions show up, show up again. So that's the first homework. Due dates. Again, I've given you two assignments already. What you'll note is starting on Wednesday, I'll be putting a list up here right in the corner of the board that will tell you when the assignments are due. Nothing is due until at least a week from today. So you have a week on everything. The extra credit assignment will be due next Monday the 27th. The homework will likely be due the 31st. But you'll see this and I'll just update it throughout the semester. I'll put, you know, assignments coming up that are due and you'll have the next three, four, five, six assignments that are coming up and when they're due. So you'll know exactly when they're due each day. Okay. Article reviews. Let's see. Article reviews is next. We did homework. Article reviews. I'm jumping a little bit ahead here. Your first article review is due. There's three of them. First article review is due on the week of the 17th. So you've got almost a month 
on it. I like to give it to you now just so you have the information. Sometimes you're taking five classes and four professors decided to schedule exams that week, so you want to try to work on it, you may want to work on it ahead if that's the case. So I'm giving you the information on it here. Essentially what we're doing is, here you go, sir, selecting a magazine article on a topic of astronomy. And astronomy magazine, sky and telescope magazine, popular science can be good. Um, and picking out a, a regular magazine, a full magazine article on it and reading it and then writing me a about a two to three page, I'm not looking for a 20 page you know paper on it, I'm looking for about two to three double spaced you know typewritten printed pages. I guess typewritten is a little archaic to say anymore but printed pages. So it's not, I'm not looking for something, you see that's not a lot of, de not a lot that I'm looking for. And I give you the summary here as to how I break it down, points one through five are on the front. Point six is on the back. And it just tells you that how I'm looking for it, you know, first of all, did you give me a source? Was it the right kind of source that I was looking for? Why did you pick the article? So what, what interested you so much about this article that had you do it? Not, oh, a cool picture, you know, try to tell you something. And again, I'm not looking for paragraphs and paragraphs. Each of these should be about a good paragraph to two paragraphs. So you know, tell me a little bit about what about it caught your attention. Did it relate to something in class that we talked about? Did it relate to something you'd heard about in another class or something else? You know, what was so interesting about it for you? Summarize the article. Again, you don't need to go overboard here. I had people who have turned in five page papers on this and four of them were summarizing an entire article. I'm just looking for a paragraph to two paragraphs with the high points of the article. So. I'm not looking, again, I'm not looking for a 10-page paper to, paper to read. I've got to, I've got to read all of these for five classes. Then where we, get, where we usually lose people, especially on the first one, is tell me what you thought about the article. So give me some sort of analysis. What did you think about it? How did the author do? You know, what did they present and how did they go about it? Give me some good examples and what you think they did. That's a big part of it because I'll get people who will write this nice, beautiful summary, you know, Describing the whole article and then they'll write me two sentences about how they like the article. I'm looking for more. I mean, those two are equally weighted. They should be similar in content. Um, and then questions. When you're reading it, come up with a few questions. You know, what, what would you like to ask the author to explain better? Or what would you like to ask the author to expand on something? And I'm looking for those and then tell me a little bit about why. Don't just give me a list question one, two, three, but why? You know, in another sentence or two, you know, give me a sentence with your question and a sentence or two that says, you know, I'd like this because and fill in the because. You know, why do I think it was? It was a, it's an important question. You know, why does this, why would this help me better understand the article? And then finally, the, the one last one is just that you write it in as a full essay format. I don't look for any MLA standards. I'm not looking for anything like that. I am looking for just that, that you wrote it in a paragraph form, not, you know, number one, I selected this article and give me an article. Number two, I picked it because I'm not looking for like a homework where you number it. I'm looking for a formal essay, although I'm not going to be, you know, looking for specific standards of it, of the, of the, of the article. Now I will give you a number of articles a little bit later in probably in the beginning of September. I'll give you a list of articles that are certainly good that you can use. You're welcome to use these. I'll put them up on the class website so you'll be able to use those. You're also welcome to find your own. 
So if you you know have an, if you have an art have an, uh, one, if you have one of the articles if you have one of the magazines, or if you get one or you want to get them through if you can access these directly through the Hack Library Hack subscribes to Sky and Telescope and Astronomy, so you can actually access them online. You can access the whole issues online. So you can go in there to the library link on the Hack website. If you have questions on it, I'd be happy to you know guide you through it at some point. But I'll put, some up, I'll put some up that you can use. I ask you to be careful if you're looking for something online. An astronomy article from Yahoo News about the um, Mars rover that just landed is probably not going to be enough. It's not going to have enough content there. I'm looking for something that in a magazine would probably cover four, five, six pages. Astronomy articles are nice because they're usually lots of pretty pictures. So it's not so much text. But you want to be careful if you're looking for something online. If you're not sure, if you find it in advance, if you're not doing it the night before, if you find it in advance, email me with your link or whatever and say, you know, would this be acceptable? I'll let you know. I'm not going to try to surprise you. If you email and ask me, I'll tell you whether it's a good article or not or whether you need to look for something else. So I'm not going to try to surprise you on the first one and say that you picked out a bad article unless you didn't ask about it. But I will put a couple up there to start you with that you can actually choose to, to use for the first assignment. Okay. That's articles. Quizzes. There will be, how many did I put? 12. 12 quizzes this semester. I know it says 10 in the top. If there's going to be 12. And the lowest two get dropped. So that's one thing I actually drop part of. I do drop the two lowest quizzes. The quizzes are all done online through D2L. Anyone never logged into D2L? A couple of you? Okay. What you do, and the class is set up there for everybody. Let me go back because I already did this for my other class. Let's go back to the beginning. You go in through the My Hack link. So My Hack link up here where you go in to register. And you log in there with your hack ID and password. Ah. And probably takes you into a well, student screen similar to this. And Desire to Learn is right here. And if you click on that, it will take you to all of your classes that you're taking. So every class has a shell created for that. Comes up to mine, it's all astronomy courses that I'm teaching. But yours would come up with a variety of different courses. Some, some instructors use them, some do not. Uh, your, on yours, it'll be the one astronomy course that comes up, unless you're taking 103 with someone else. But Astronomy 104001 is our class. And I already have information in there for you. I have the shell set up. And you can go in there. You can actually go into, I'm going to show you quizzes are here. We'll go over those in just a second. But actually in content is everything that's coming up. But here's lesson one. And if you look, there is a lot of the information I've already given you. So. If you lose the syllabus and need to see it again, there's a copy of the syllabus there. If you lose that extra credit assignment this weekend, there it is again. Homework one, everybody's going to wait till next Thursday to do that. So when you're working on it Thursday night and you can't get a hold of me because you lost a copy or anybody else in the class, there's a copy of it. Article review information, that one we haven't gone over yet. This one we haven't gone over yet. And there's also some other information that I haven't given you, which is the chapter, the PowerPoint slides for the lecture. I put those up there. Now those I don't print and hand out to the class. That gets to be a lot to hand out and not everybody wants them anyway. So, but you're welcome to print them out. 
So you can go in there, click on this link for the chapter zero slides if you want. That's what we'll be starting on on Wednesday. And print them out if you want those to follow along so you're not trying to scribble along with everything that I have up on the screen plus what I'm trying to say. You can at least just take notes off of what I'm saying instead. Then. So you'll have access to those and there's a link for those in each lesson. So there's chapter zero. And one, each week one of these will open up should be well in advance. If you log in right now all you're going to see is lesson one, nope, you'll see lesson one and two actually right now. I've got one and two. And then next, the following week, lesson three will open. So I open them a little bit in advance so you have a chance to get those slides before I actually get to the material. Now, you're not required to use them. It's recommended if you like to take notes that way, if you like to have the slides there, looking at them instead of trying to copy the stuff that I'm, that I'm going through. The other thing up there that I'll give you at least the first week's worth of, probably on Wednesday, is what I call the review questions. Those are a set of questions that I write up for each chapter as to what I think is important for that chapter. So I give you those. I'll give you the first set. There's a set in there for each lesson that you can get. I recommend that you look at them. They're a good study review for the, for the exams because these are what I think is important for the, for the exams. That means I use them when I make up the exams. I go through those sheets and take questions, you know, not word for word, but I take the concepts that I'm asking, expecting you to be able to answer. Now there's no answers any place for them. You, it's up to you to find the answers. That's kind of the studying for it. But it focuses you, instead of trying to study the whole chapter, it focuses you on what I think is important and what I'm likely to give you for the exam. I will give you a copy of that. I didn't want to overload. I've given you enough papers today and I've still got one more to give. So I don't want to overload you with that. I'll give you those on Wednesday when we actually start on that chapter. But you'll see those up there for, e for, each, for each of the lessons. There's also a video lecture. lecture. If you want to go and watch a video with the PowerPoint slides and me lecturing over it, if you missed part of the chapter, you want to review that chapter before the exam, I'm recording the audio lectures. I'm not recording the video. I record the video for the classes specifically here that you can actually go and that these are ones that are pre-recorded and you can go back and look at it if you want to watch it. Again, they're not required. I'm not going and checking, oh, you know, so-and-so never looked at any of my video lectures that I recorded to them. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. They're there for you to use if you need to. If you feel comfortable with the chapter, you don't have to. They last between, shortest ones are probably about 45 minutes and they probably run up to about an hour and 15 minutes. So. There, but they're there for you to use. But they cover the entire chapter, so something that might take me, you know, two to three classes to lecture on in class, you have a little more condensed lecture there that you might want to use. Again, optional enough to you, but I do, I create them for my online classes because they don't have this. So they have to have some way to get lecture material, have to have some good way to get lecture material for them. Well, you may as well have access to them too. But if you don't want to use them, I'm, I'm not offended if you, choose not, if you choose not to use them. Now back to quizzes because that's what we were talking about. If you go into the quiz link there, as this loads up, you'll see that there's quiz. Quiz 1 scheduled right now from August 31st to September 6th. I'm going to adjust the dates later on so those, are not, those aren't fixed. Those aren't guaranteed that those will be the exact dates. It depends on when we exactly get through the material. I'll always give you at least three days to take them. So you don't have to take it on a specific day. I'll give you at least three days. But likely the first one will probably start the end of around the end of next week. The other ones may vary depending on how we get through the materials. You'll notice that available is a practice quiz. So if you've never taken an online quiz before and you want to go in and practice, there's a quiz there that you can take. It's ungraded. It's available the entire semester. You can click on that. 
and be a little bit different than it will do it on yours. But if we go into preview, there's a start quiz button and you can go in and start the quiz. You can go in and take the quiz. You can take it again. You can take it ten times in a row if you want. It doesn't record any grades for this. But it just gives you a chance to go through and answer questions just to give you a feel for how it's going to be. And your first example of taking an online quiz isn't quiz number one. It's this practice quiz. And again, you can go into that today and take that. That's available the entire semester. So if you want to take it again and again and again, there's no limit to the number of times that you can actually take that. So if you're comfortable with them, you know, a couple of you took my other class and did this, so you don't have to worry about, about that. You know, you're comfortable with them, you don't have to worry about it. But if you are, you know, if you've never done one before, you can have a chance to play with this one and experiment with it as to how it, as to how it works. And there will also be the other quizzes. That's eight of the quizzes. You'll notice there's a few missing there. There's a couple quizzes that I do specifically in class. So there's, a, there's about six, six that we'll do online here and then the other ones will be the photo of the day quizzes. Now that's actually the, a website that we use and that, that I'll start each class except for this one, except for this one with, is that there's a picture, a NASA website that comes up that puts out a picture, astronomy picture each day. And we'll do today's, I'll show you today's real quickly here. And every day they update this picture, pick something new out, something in astronomy. Maybe something that relates to this class directly. Picture of the sun, yes, we'll talk about the sun later in the, later in the class. We will go over the sun in pretty good detail as our introduction into stars in general. It may do something from the Mars rover that really doesn't apply directly to a stellar astronomy class because we'll go through the planets briefly but we won't cover them in as much detail as we would in the other class. And there's a picture each day. I do the podcast. That's what I've asked you to subscribe to in the extra credit assignment. It's just my talking about this picture for varies between about three and five minutes depending on the depending on exactly what the picture was and what I had to say, what I had to say about it. And then I will do, give you, probably starting in mid-September, about I'll give you have a quiz based on these pictures. Now it will cover all of the pictures starting today. So that means tomorrow's picture is fair game on the quiz. I won't go over it in class. It's there. You can look at it. You will have time to look at these while you take the exam, while you take the quiz. So you actually will have access to the pictures to refresh your memory. And I usually give you about, about half an I give you about half an hour, 20 or 30 minutes. I have to double check what I put on them. For these quizzes, you have a little bit of time to go back. You don't have a lot of time to sit there and stare at the images, but you have a little bit of time to actually go and look at them if you want to refresh your memory about them for the quizzes. Now this is actually, just discuss this one, this is what I'll normally do at the beginning of class each day, is that this is a picture of the sun. And you see the surface of the sun here, not like what you're used to seeing. Right? You're used to seeing this big smooth ball. Well, the sun is a lot more complex than that. The sun has a lot more detail going on to it. There's actually some areas that are lighter, some areas that are darker. So you have sunspots. Sunspots are cooler areas on the surface of the sun. A cooler area on the surface of the sun is about 4,500 degrees. Regular sun is about 6,000 degrees, the rest of the surface. So cooler is relative to the sun, not really a cool area, not a place that you'd want to go land. You'll still easily melt your spacecraft. You know, 4,500 degrees will melt just about anything. So that's a sunspot. But you also see the waviness to the whole structure of the sun that is not a nice, smooth, flat surface that it has 
all sorts of almost like a waviness of a gra- of the grass or a wheat field or something out there as you look at all the patterns there. Now what they're really pointing out in this picture is the filament. Now the filament is that white like cloud-like structure off to the left-hand side going across here. Now filaments, it looks, looks like a little cloud. It looks like a cloud. I could look at a picture of the Earth. You'd see a nice white cloud there. Well, clouds on the Earth are caused by what? Water vapor condensing. Well, at 4,500 to 6,000 degrees, you don't get much water vapor condensing. It's a little bit too warm for that to happen. Actually, a filament on the sun is actually ionized hydrogen that is trapped along a magnetic field. So it's, so it's ionized hydrogen that's trapped there. But it gives a similar type of effect that we're used to seeing here on Earth. So we can sort of relate it to what we see on Earth, but it's a completely different process that causes it. The other thing is to give you an idea of the scale of this. How big is this filament? You know, would that, does that stretch across you know, Pennsylvania, stretch across the United States, stretch across Harrisburg? Well, to give you an idea, to scale, the Earth would be about that big, roughly. About, about that big. So this would stretch, you could stretch many, many Earths across that, across the size of that object, across the size of that filament. So it's incredibly large. And we'll get used to that when we start looking at some of the different, different objects in astronomy. Things are much, much bigger than we are really used to here on Earth. So that's the picture of the day. And I'll, if there's other questions on it, I'll try to answer questions on it. And then that's what one of the sets of quizzes will be on. We'll be on a set of these pictures. So your first quiz set of quiz will be from August 20th picture till the day I make up the quiz, which will probably be sometime 10th or 11th of September. Give you about two, three, give about two or three weeks worth, worth of them. But you can look at them for each day. And I said if you want to listen to my podcast, that's what I've asked you to subscribe to. Those are available as well. So that was quizzes. And then the last, last assignment as we finish up here. Last assignment is the solar observations. And this is a semester-long project. And don't, don't, if you're not the math person, don't get terrified looking at it. There is some math in here. We do do that math in class. So if you're not the math person and you start to see the trig in there, don't go nuts. Oops. Give me one back. Mike doesn't want one. <laughs> you want one? I just you have one. Side. You have one. So <laughs> you've done it. Yeah, that's right. You've done it twice already. Some people can't stay away and come back for a third try. Or just come back a third time for fun. I guess I should say. Two, three. Okay. So it is. It is a semester-long project, and it involves making observations of the sun. So. Now when you look at it, and I said if you turn to the second page, yes, yes there's some yucky math formulas and there's some trigonometry in there. I do take one of the labs in November and we'll go through that and do those calculations as a group. I will walk you through a couple of examples and then I'll have you work on the others and I'll come around. So if you're comfortable with them, you're welcome to jump ahead. If you're not, don't let them, don't let them throw you. I will walk you through getting, getting those done. So I don't expect you to know, to know all of those. And the rest is the information on it. What you really need to worry about right now is just the last page, which is the data table. This is all you need to worry about for right now. And you don't even need to worry about the whole data table. The last four columns, you can ignore for right now. 
That all involves the calculations. Should be the one that start, it says tan with the little Greek symbol theta, and then a couple of Greek letters, and then a change in declination. Those, you don't need to do anything with those right now. So if you can fill out those first five columns for me, that's what you need to work on into November. And then in November, I'll go through the, I'll go through the rest of it. So go through those, date. That's easy. What date are you making the observation, right? So if, you're make, if it was clear today and you're making an observation, you'd put today's date. Time is the time you're making the observation. Time should be as close to 1.15 as you possibly can. 1.15 is noon. Right? 1.15 is noon in, in Harrisburg. Noon to an astronomer isn't a time of day. It is a time when the sun is highest in the sky. So the sun is highest in the sky right now at about 1.15. Now that will change when we set the clocks back in a couple months. It'll be 12.15. Now I know that people are taking classes. I know that people are working and doing lots of other things. 1.15 isn't always possible. Do as close as you can. Within about a half an hour of that is usually pretty good. If you absolutely can't do that, there, you can make them at other times. You won't get as good numbers out of them though. But if there's no way you can make and I'm looking for, if you read that, I'm looking for about 10 of them over the semester. So that's one a week. One a week would give you 15 of them. So if you can get one a week to every other week, you're doing real good. So if you're starting on it early, you don't need to make you know, three observations a week or five observations a week. If you can get there once or twice a week where you can observe at 1.15 and the weather cooperates for you, you're, you're pretty good. If there's absolutely no way and you can only make them, if you're in class every single day, you know, all around that time, uh, and you're working the other days, you know, you can make them at 3 o'clock. But once you start that, you've got to be consistent. So if you're going to make them at 3 o'clock, you've got to make them every single time. You can't make them at 3 o'clock and then say, oh, it's Saturday, I can make it at 1, I'm not working, I can make it at 1.15. Once you start, you have to be consistent. Best thing is to make it as close to 1.15 as you can, within a half, within a half an hour. If there's a, you absolutely cannot and you can only make them at 3.30, as long as you do that consistently, your numbers will all be off but they'll be off in a way that we can actually work with them and still be able to do the rest of the project. So that's the date, the time. Sky conditions are just what the sky looks like. You don't need to write down thunderstorms if you're trying to make an observation and it's a big thunderstorm. Don't bother. Wait till the next day because you're not going to see a, sun, you're not going to see a shadow based from the sun. So if you can't really get it, if you can't see, a, see the sun casting shadows, then don't bother making an observation that day. So those three are real easy. The next is the one you got to measure. You got to pick an object. Object to be something that's sort of a box or cylinder. So a little box like this works out real well. Um, you know, a food box of some kind. A cylinder is in a can. You know, soup can or something works out real good. What does not work real well is something that tapers at the top. So you don't want something that's wider on the bottom than it is at the top because you're measuring the shadows then from the wrong point. And the little diagram I gave up here for the other class says that the shadow is casting from the peak here, but, that, but you're measuring the shadow from the base. You really have to measure the shadow from where it's casting, so you're trying to measure partway into your object. So essentially, you want something that's a nice square object where you're, the shadow is being cast from right here and you're measuring it from right there, and that will give you the most most accurate measurements. When you measure it, you can use whatever units you like. I recommend using metric units. I know lots of people like to measure in inches because I've gotten a lot of these projects measured in inches. They're not wrong. But if this box is five and one sixteenths inches tall 
and then at the end you're doing calculations. You got to convert sixteenths into a decimal. Unless you're calculating, you got a calculator that does fractions. You can probably do it that way, but it makes it a little easier if you say instead of that you just say it's you know twelve point eight centimeters. Makes it easier for the calculations. It's not wrong. I won't mark you off if you've used inches on it, but I do recommend that you do it the do it the other way. So you measure how tall your object is. If you use the same object every time, you never have to change that column. Fits. What did I say? 12.8 centimeters, it's 12.8 centimeters all semester. You can change objects, you don't need to. And then the other thing is just to put it out in the sun on a flat surface and measure the length of the shadow it casts at noon. Noon being 1.15. So measure how long the shadow is. That's all you need to do for right now. So if you can get a couple observations over the next couple of weeks, that would be good. I'll actually ask and collect observations at some point in September. I'll say, turn in what you've got, and I give you the first couple points of the, of the assignment for that. All right, so as we're finishing up here, I got through most of the syllabus. I'll let you look most of the rest of it. That goes through all the different observations uh, assignments that you'll have. Submitting assignments and grading. I'll go, through, I'll go through this briefly on Wednesday. There's a couple things I want to talk about on submitting assignments on grading, but most of the rest of the syllabus is just standard materials that you don't need to. You can, you can look at, you got them there for your reference. So I'll go through the rest of that on Wednesday before we start the first, the first chapter. Any questions? Questions? Otherwise don't all run to drop. I know I gave you a lot of papers here, but it is spread out over the course of the of the semester, and everybody who's here has a three out of three. Everybody's got a hundred percent so far. Yay! All righty. I will see you on Wednesday. <laughs>